Welcome to our next episode of Fandom Family Chats. This is a production of Family Fan Clubs on Facebook. You can find us all over Facebook. You can find us all over social media under Fandom Family Chats. Look us up, get dialed in, get plugged in, and get ready to listen to some crazy people talk crazy stuff. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm Maureen. I'm Eve. I'm Bethany. And I'm Jeanette. And tonight is a night we are all very excited for. In fact, we have a team that is jealous of us four because they also want to be on this podcast and could not be tonight. So we are talking Stranger Things tonight, our very first Stranger Things episode. We are talking season four. We know there are four seasons and we're not going to really touch on the first three because that was a long time ago. It happened like 10 years ago. Right? Yeah. So we're just going into season four tonight. We'll do some comparisons of what our thoughts between the two shows but we have a new stranger things group so if you have not noticed that check that out stranger things hawkins family fan club right that's the name of it that's the name of it so we are excited to dig into this and i think what we're going to start off with this week is there are some new characters we've had the same characters for a lot of the first three seasons and every season they seem to add in a character here and there but we had a lot of new characters in this fourth season i think yeah we did we definitely did um yeah, I mean, our new characters, there were some really great ones. And there were mm-hmm. some not so great ones. Um, definitely on the great list, Eddie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Ar- Eddie's my favorite now. You know, he, he was a funny, nice comic relief. Um, didn't liked really bring Argyle. much else He's to the fun. story. But that's necessary. But, the storyline was yes. so heavy. You needed Argyle. Mm-hmm. He no, was I agree. just so fun. Mm-hmm. Like they were in some serious stuff, and then all of a sudden, Argyle's like, "Whoa, man!" I'm like, "Oh my gosh, how is he still high?" They've been on the road for hours. <laughs> I love one, stuff. One okay, of my wait. favorite scenes is when they're looking for Eleven and they're trying to find the coordinates, and he's just wandering around the desert, desert where clearly no civilization around, just screaming, "Nina, Nina!" <laughs> but he finds her, right? He does. It's well, him. Yeah. He mm-hmm. recognizes the mentor. So he's. I think he. I hear a lot of people say he was unnecessary. I don't think that's true. I think he was no. a necessary character for the show, especially for like, this season. It, it was a very dark season. Mm-hmm. Like compared to the other three seasons, it was much darker in comparison. So it was nice to kind of have that little bit of, mm-hmm. you know, pity. And I think Eddie brought both of those things. Oh, for sure. Because at first you're like, oh, is he going to be a bad guy, a good guy? But then you got to know Eddie and... There are so many times in serious scenes he made me laugh out loud. That wow. one where he's like, Christy, wake up. I don't like this. I think he laughed out loud. And it's obviously yeah. she's about to die. So it's not like <laughs> a funny scene. But I, I just, he brought that. Mm-hmm. I, my, my favorite scene with Eddie, I think, or one of them is him with Erica, which I know Erica is not a new character, but I feel like this season we, we, got, we got to see Erica mm-hmm. like in the mix of everything um, a little bit, you know, in season three, but like, you know, but when they're like going at it, like at that, like battle or whatever they're doing, their Dungeons and Dragons, I don't know what this is called. Um, but like that scene with, with those two, I think was so funny. And just the way he was, you know, kind of like, I mean, he, he loved her at the end of her mm-hmm. little, you know, snarkiness. So I- that was like the defining moment for Eddie because mm-hmm. like that was a moment that you realized because he if he was going to be a bad guy if he was going to be a problem even if he mm-hmm. wasn't a, bad guy, a problem I think he would have reacted so differently but his reaction and his like acceptance of that win and when you mm-hmm. know like 
hey, that's why we play this game. I think that just kind of like defined Eddie and who he was. And that's when you realize like, no, this is a good guy. Like he's got a heart of gold. He may look rough on the outside, but little did we know how, how deep that was going to go. But, you know, I, I just, I love that moment. It just kind of like, that's when you were truly introduced to who he truly was on the inside. No, I agree. And I think his, his interaction with Chrissy, which is another one of our new characters who unfortunately we didn't get to see for oh, very we were long. We're going to get a lot more of her. I really liked her. And I, I did hear um, a little that apparently they filmed her death scene before they had the scene with her and Eddie. And they did not realize the chemistry that those two would have uh-huh. until uh-huh. after. And I've heard like interviews with the Duffer brothers that they kind of regretted what they did because after they did that scene, they were like, whoa, this could have been like something really cool. But they had, I mean, they had already filmed and written in her death scene and all of that. So wow i like josh's theory and i don't know if we want to dive into this now or later how much you want to go into it but his theory about 1983 being stranger the upside down being in 1983 and how that mm-hmm. could play you know i kind of like that theory because then that means that there's a second chance for every character i, I do too and I, I think anything's possible i mean i know we're going to talk about this a little bit more in our predictions you know after we discuss everything but yeah i agree i think there's there's so many possibilities with where we can go with this. I think even though we have these characters that were so good, that mm-hmm. brought so much, there are some characters like Eddie. I feel like he had a he had a change in the mm-hmm. show. He had a even though it was it was one short season. I, I mean, the amount of people who are Team Eddie is insane, mm-hmm. and we got yeah. one short season, so we watched this whole arc from one end to the other. But there are other new characters who mm-hmm. they did not get better. No. No, I mean there was before we dive straight into the ones that didn't. Enzo, I feel like his oh, yeah. slash Dimitri. I don't know, like I think his real name's Dimitri, right? But like we call him Enzo. I love Enzo. I love. That he's guy. another one that I mean, in the beginning you think, oh my god, he's terrible, but but I think he made it like kind of an arc, even in his short period mm-hmm. of time too, that you do realize because I wasn't sure about him. I was like, are we? Is am I allowed to like him? I mean, I liked mm-hmm. him a little bit because he's the man with no face from Game of Thrones and absolutely adore him from there so like i wanted to like him but i was like can i like him and by yeah, the end he of it, seemed kind of sleazy at first like he didn't actually mm-hmm. care about anybody he just wanted the money exactly exactly but i think by the end he was you know he he obviously was i mean he mm-hmm. he fought with them and you know it may have been right self-serving still but, but I think- so he aimed to protect too while he was fighting mm-hmm. though it wasn't just yeah. about him then yeah no i agree and even yuri had a change i think so yeah. I mean, by the end, I mean, next season, if we see Yuri again, I, I think he could be one of the good guys by then. So mm. at least he's not going to be a stumbling block, you know, it doesn't exactly. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you like um, the new jocks and <laughs> we're several of them are gone now. So um, several didn't just one die. Oh, no. Oh, it's right. Jason got right. In half. I want you to know that the first time that I watched this, block that from my memory you were I was so focused on Max and Lucas Mm -hmm. and what was going on I had no idea Jason died until somebody mentioned it on TikTok and I was like wait he he did and so I had to go watch it when I rewatched it again with you all like when we were getting ready to start the group I was like oh crap he did like I didn't see it the first time because I my mind was so focused on Max and Lucas that like I didn't even see it happen 
my that there's not a lot that my husband because this is the one show that my husband watched watched all with me and neither one of us was allowed to watch it without the other one in the room we just weren't allowed i made it three episodes into the first season then he was like so you want you want to watch it with me oh <laughs> and then that was it i was allowed to watch it on. but that was one scene where he was like oh he went oh damn <laughs> when jason got disintegrated as it went through that mm-hmm. was that was one where he that was the only reason i noticed it yeah. was because he yelled out loud and i was looking for what he was talking about yeah oh i was so happy i was like that's what you get like this is why max is in the shape that she's in because of you that dude sucks awful worse than him though and those i mean those jocks were terrible i wanted to throw punch them every time they were on the screen i really really did mm-hmm. but there was somebody worse than them angela and this is where we're going yeah. we also have to talk about Logan Allen, who I hate, I hate that I had the feeling we threw up on him. I'm really disappointed at him. I feel like we need to talk to Logan again and I need to express, like in my mom voice, how disappointed <laughs> I am in his actions. Like this was not I, okay. I was very upset. I was because I was prepared for it because you guys mentioned he was in it and his character was um very uncow-like. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I watched I'm Logan I was like, like, even. like, oh, look, there's Logan. Oh, wait, we don't like him. I don't <laughs> like him. <laughs> no. I thought we knew him better. I was so upset because when I knew he was going to be in the new season, I was like, oh, yay. Because we all know that we love Logan. We've talked to Logan mm-hmm. a couple of times. He's the sweetest kid in the world. And so I was so excited. And then I was like, wait a minute, I don't like you. <laughs> you're really like, not only, I mean, you're not just like a little bit of a bully. Like you're being really mean to Elle. Mm-hmm. And your girlfriend is being like insane to her. She we deserves need to- that skate in the face. I'm going to go ahead and throw I- that out there. I don't oh, care. Say that. That. She deserves feel- more than that. I didn't feel bad about that at all. It happened. I said, yay. And then Mike and um, Will are standing there. I'm like, can somebody cheer for her? Like, that was really awesome. Was hey, like the response clap. was, what did you do? Like, like- how are more people not excited and grateful that this girl just got a skate in the face? Exactly. I don't understand this. I mean, she, you know, it's, it wasn't even just about the bullying. She made fun of Elle's, at the time we thought, presumably dead father. Mm-hmm. Like, how, how do you do that? What kind of person does it take to do something like that? But and it yeah. was constant, malicious, verbal and physical abuse. Mm-hmm. That they were throwing her. They didn't let her rest. Yeah. It was constant. I mean, that's going to get to anybody. I mean, you're lucky yeah. Elle didn't have her powers. Right? I tried to use them. And I'm thinking, wow, if she had them, I mean, they pushed her to that brick. I mean, she literally would have just eviscerated all of them. Like, because she literally tried to do it. You know, yeah. maybe a part of her realized it wasn't there. And she just was acting on instinct, but like she, if she had her powers, I mean, she would have gone for it. It's crazy to think that. You did know? anybody but, else sort of hope that that was the moment the powers came back? I did. That, yeah. that was and, me. I was very convinced that that was the moment that I was like, oh man, this is bad. I was so, it was such a cringe, like worthy scene though. I was just, I literally covered my face like, oh no. I might've cried a little bit. I was so embarrassed for her. I was like, no, Elle, that just made things so much worse. I did cry when they had her in the center of the rink. That was so mean. Like, uh, and Elle, she doesn't do anything to anybody. It'd be different if she was a jerk or she was some weird, you know, person who interrupted everyone's lives. But she didn't do anything to anybody. Yeah. There was... I get mad every time I think about them. Yeah. I mean, these bullies put the bullies from like season one to shame. Like they look like angels compared to these California bullies. Like mm-hmm. I hope that they get transferred to Hawkins and then <laughs> sent to Vecna. Right. <laughs> or else just 
resuscitate them. Either one will do. Well, yeah. you know that they're still alive, living their lives in California like the queens and kings that they think they are. And that makes me angry. <laughs> I know. They shouldn't Great. live, she yeah. said nicely with her. Especially now with like a giant scar on her face because that was a nasty mm -hmm. wound. So maybe there's a little bit of payback there. You From know? like here to here, that would be great. Just yeah. one big diagonal. Every time she looks in the mirror, she can just think about how like she shouldn't have made fun of somebody. Oh, she's not going to think that. I mean, that girl has no her. redeeming qualities no, to her at all. <laughs> she's so going to think, oh, I should have killed her when I had the chance. So I didn't have this ugly mark on my face. That's what she's going to do. You know what I love though? Like, and not like love, but I mean, just this made me think about that scene in the rink. This season, and I mean, I it just popped in my head there are so many relations to like old movies mm -hmm. in this season in particular like that's I mean straight out of a scene from like Carrie kind of the way yeah. when she gets all that dumped on her and then like I don't know there's just so many more that I really loved that aspect of like throwing mm -hmm. back to like all my favorite movies oh you know? another new one this season wasn't Freddy Krueger in yes oh we almost forgot about him Victor Creel mm -hmm. yeah. I think David didn't realize that and I was like Oh my, my gosh, that's Freddy Krueger. I didn't. My husband did. Oh no, I did definitely. It, like, took me a second. it took me a second, and then Josh was like, "No, that's Freddy Krueger." I'm like, yeah. oh, sense. we can't understand why they didn't just release this at Halloween. Like this should have been. I mean, I get July seems to be like the release month for it, but they did that one season at Halloween, and like everything mm -hmm. about the season, something like a maybe they'll release Halloween. season five at Halloween. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. yeah. Please, please, do not yeah, make us wait until next July. Yeah. Good Halloween of 2022. That'd be great. Woo, let's do it. <laughs> Love that. that. Might be asking a lot. That yeah. might be asking a lot. We can dream. <laughs> right. But you know, I mean, what I, I think the cool thing about like all these new characters is it gave us so many opportunities to have new relationships, ones that we never even knew we needed, and tons of new plots and storylines going on. Can I just say though that not a fan of Lucas at the beginning. Mm -mm. Uh, no. I yeah. genuinely thought I was going to hate him the whole season. <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, he, he's hanging out with the, the with those people, and we don't like those people. And now Max and Lucas aren't together, and I love Max, so it must be Lucas's fault. And now we hate Max. There's just so many things going through my mind. I was like, I am just so confused. I hope this gets better. Well, I thought like we were going to go back because I mean, Lucas season one was also kind of terrible to L, mm -hmm. and then like he slowly started to grow. I mean, he's still probably my least well not anymore but up until season four he was my least favorite of the core four you yeah. know like the four boys I'd say he's um, still favorite of them am I, I he's bumped up for me only because of the the way he tried to protect Max and the way he took care yeah. of her there at the end I mean it shot him way up to and the way he took care of Eddie mm -hmm. yeah I mean like he's never gonna beat dustin because dustin is the number one of that group I, i'm sorry how two? can you beat dustin ever at anything anything no dustin's yeah. the best he's the best one of the best parts of that show mm -hmm. let's be honest and he's so sweet in real life too because we went to a convention and and gaten was there and he oh. had already his his signing yeah it was amazing and we happened to be i don't know if we were standing in the hall whatever we're doing and he happened to be passing by and it was just like oh hey guys like I didn't even notice it was him like he started talking to my dad and, and my brother and, and happened to turn around and there he is just like chatting with them and he was just like real sweet and warm and he took a selfie with us and it was just like oh hey guys what's up like it was just like real Dustin just walking up and Aww. you were just like so I think with Lucas too like he and Max I actually kind of like 
I liked when they were together, but I liked how their relationship played out this season. Mm-hmm. I because agree. you watch her trauma affect it, and that was more real. But you watch Lucas actually really, really be there for her this season. Mm-hmm. That was really nice to see, especially after we started the season with not liking him much. I thought we were going to have to wait the whole season for him to finally come. But luckily, that uh, we didn't have to wait too long. I think it was maybe two, three episodes in or something mm-hmm. that... The seasons were, or I'm sorry, the episodes were so long. I, I don't even know where one ended the other. But we didn't have to wait too long for him to mm-hmm. come around. So it was really lovely just to see how they interacted with each other. Yeah. Even having been technically broken up still. Mm-hmm. I will say, and I'm just going to throw this in here, even though not really liking Lucas at the beginning, I think that. Um, Mike and Dustin were kind of jerks for skipping this major game. I felt bad for Lucas in this moment. This is your friend, regardless of what's going on right now. And this is like a huge, it's not just a regular basketball game. This is like the championship game. He made the winning shot and not a soul was there except for our beloved Steve, best mom, you know, in Hawkins was there to cheer him on. No one saw this. Oh, Eric wasn't there. She wasn't. She was at all the other ones. Yes. She was covering instead of she was yeah. covering Lucas at uh, Hellfire instead of cheering on Lucas at the game. And I felt bad when he makes the shot. He kind of looks around and there's like nobody there. And then he sees them coming out. Like, I don't know. I felt bad for him. I, I will admit that I felt bad. I did feel bad for him. I think too that he kind of if, I imagine if Will was in that position as, of Lucas, Lucas would have made the same decision to go to Hellfire. So I kind of looked at it that way because they all put so much stock in that group and in that club and it wouldn't, they wouldn't, they did try to get it changed and it wouldn't get changed. But I think, I still think that Lucas had every right to feel bad. Yeah. Because those are, that was our family. And you bring up Will and, you know, this makes me think too, like a lot of times we say like Dustin's kind of the glue, but you know what? Maybe Will is because I feel like if Will had been there, Will would not have missed his friend's game for something. Mm-hmm. I feel like Will is the kid that would have been there to support him in this. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Or Will might have gone wherever Mike went. Well, I don't know. I think Will is, I, I think he's got a good heart. I think. Oh, he does for in sure. In my opinion, I think that Will not being there is what had caused like that whole group to sort of lose what they had before. I think he was sort of, you know, it just, it felt different until they had something like bring them back together. But I don't know. I, I agree with that though. I definitely feel like Will might have at least planted a seed of doubt in their minds about not being there. He could have at least made them feel like yeah. just a tiny bit guilty maybe. Because in a way, like Lucas joined this team in a way, I think he was, he was searching for popularity. He was mm-hmm. searching for his group, but Dustin and Mike were doing the same thing with Eddie and the Hellfire group. And I think the reason that they didn't miss out on the game is because Eddie like frightened them and wouldn't have allowed them. So I, I think they were doing the exact same thing in two different spots. Yeah. And I think like with Lucas, we see in season three when he, you know, gets that girlfriend and mm-hmm. he starts to become a little bit different towards his friends. And I think that he's always kind of had this inclination towards, I don't want to be the outcast. I don't want to. And so I think he's always had a bent that way. And even I think of that scene in season three where Will just kept basically begging them to play Dungeons and Dragons with him. And he came there with the wizard cap and the cape and everything. And I just, would, no one would help him and no one would do anything with him. And they all just kind of ignored him. So I think this is sort of an inevitable, inevitable thing Probably. to happen. I, I would see Will going with Mike because I think Will follows Mike around. Well, I mean, we figure out why, him. 
But I think, I think that he just sort of, you know, I think he goes where he, maybe where he feels needed the most, but maybe it's also a little bit because he's so confused right now. I think that it's, he goes where he feels he has to be. And that's another relationship to discuss that. I mean, I think in my opinion, there's always been hints that Will has feelings that are obviously stronger than a friendship towards Mike. Mm. Um, I think this season it was confirmed, maybe not confirmed, but it was definitely hit home a whole lot harder. Um, That scene in the van, y'all, it cracked me up. I'm like, Mike, do you, do you not see him that he's crying? Like, how do you not notice that the man is crying right beside you? Oh, and Mike is just sitting there. I mean, he's not smiling, but he's definitely like, oh, he was almost time. smiling. I mean, pretty close. <laughs> Mike's then, never been able to look outside his own world very well. And then Will's crying, and I'm like, this is terrible, but also Awkward. really funny. I, I don't know what to do right now. Like a meme now. Have you seen it like anything and everything? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. <laughs> Whatever you're referring to. <laughs> but it did meme. give an opportunity for just Jonathan to be the one to notice it. Yeah. And it was nice. I liked that. I liked being able to see that was a moment. That was another relationship that we saw grow was between those two brothers. Mm-hmm. Um Jonathan's not my favorite either. Like if I'm <laughs> gonna be honest, um, he never really has been. I think maybe in season two he was for a little while, and then all of a sudden he wasn't again. Um but I think it was nice, like his, his, his talk with Will and mm-hmm. like that moment was, it was probably one of my favorite moments of the season. Just, it was, it was nice. And it was, I don't know, somebody being there for him anyways. Yeah. Jonathan's not my favorite either, but I mm-hmm. think the reason I like him more than I would is just because he is such a great brother. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, if he wasn't, uh, if he wasn't as involved in Will's life, I'd probably say I don't like him at all, but I yeah. agree with that. He is a really great brother. So he's got that. So Ooh. another one that we see a little more developed because there's another change is Mike and Eleven too. Mm-hmm. Not, not Mike and Eleven. Yeah, Mike and Eleven. Yeah. Confusing Michael Wilson. I think it was Mike and Eleven. Even when she's Jane, he she's still Eleven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, especially. I can't call her Jane. Mm-mm. It feels very unnatural. Very unnatural. <laughs> yeah. And I like the way how he says L. I think he uses L more than the others do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think kind of like he gave her that name yeah he's the one that picked l out of that so yeah i don't know how i feel about them really in their relationship you know i heard somebody say that they weren't so sure about it like i like them together because it's l is the first person who showed l love and compassion and i want her to stay with that person because i don't know it's like you know you always want without like so that's kind of why i wanted to be with them but there's just so she worked so hard to prove to him and even when he was like trying to make her feel better he can mm-hmm. call her superhero well that's that means that if she's not your super if she's not a superhero anymore then is she going to cease to be your superhero yeah is she going to see so i i feel bad for her in that regards that she and it's i don't think it's something that mike is putting on her i think mike thinks he's generally giving her a compliment but for l because of how her whole life has been it's she's constantly trying to prove herself to him and that's you know, I, I saw something and it makes sense to me that both Mike and Nancy, even in their relationships, like, I mean, we don't, we didn't really get to see Nancy and Jonathan. I mean, they were, they were a couple, but we didn't really get to see them be a couple, be intimate, be like, you know, in a couple type setting yeah. pretty much. Cause we're always, you know, fighting evil. Um, <laughs> but like with her, with Steve, like the beginning of season two, she can't say she loves him. Mm-hmm. It's almost like Mike and Nancy, neither one can really express love. And if you look at Karen and Ted, this is sort of the house they've been brought up in. 
I'm sure Karen and Ted have love for each other. They've been married. They have three kids, but they obviously don't show it. They don't, it's not like they're like a loving, you know, couple that shows these emotions. So I wonder if that has something to do with how their kids are expressing these emotions. I don't remember if it was Mike or if it was Nancy, but one of them in, I think it was season one was explaining about how their mom married their dad. Mm-hmm. That was Nancy. That? Nancy. Yeah, Nancy was saying that to Jonathan. Yeah. And she was saying that her mom didn't love him at all, but it was the safe choice. It was yeah. a cul-de-sac home that was safe wow. with a guy who had money. Right. And, and that's she, what I'm saying. I mean, I'm sure so over if, the years you have love for this man because you've built a yeah. family with him, but I don't think it's like this undying. It's a, I would care if you lived or died, Yeah, but that's about it. And if, if it's that wide open knowledge to their kids, it's going to affect them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And they're so young too. So they don't know like how to handle all of this and, you know, how to catch their footing and all of that. I mean, like you said, mm-hmm. their parents aren't even there. Yeah, you know, and, and especially like when Mike and, and Eleven meet, I mean, they're way younger than they are now, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I think that's probably part part of it, you know, and of course, yeah. even with Nancy, kind of dove into, you know, the Steve-Nancy relationship, and I think we kind of got like a little insight into that too, and you know, I think that that's all part of it. Now, I do like Mike and Eleven. Maybe I'm just because they, you know, that's what they kind of pushed at the beginning and it's kind of been that way. So maybe I just feel like, yeah, this, you know, they're, they're together. But yeah, I mean, obviously, no character is perfect and no relationship is perfect. Mm-hmm. There's flaws. And I think they were trying to actually showcase that in this season. Mm-hmm. Like the whole monster versus superhero thing. Mike reacting certain ways to things that Eleven has done. Eleven not sharing everything with Mike, the way things are really happening. And that was sad. That was horribly sad. So I think they're just like trying to get into, hey, they're getting older, you know? And I think that was just things, they've been fighting evil. So the negative aspects of the relationship haven't really shown. I mean, they've Mm -hmm. been kids all the time. And now they're facing things that, you know, in a relationship, they have that, I guess that luxury now because they're not fighting evil. <laughs> well, I mean, the whole relationship has been marked and defined by trauma. Yes. Right. Right. Absolutely. They didn't have a chance to just have a normal friendship, much less normal boyfriend, mm-hmm. girlfriend. Yeah. You know, they don't know how to handle things. And I think that's what they're trying to showcase in this season. I you know? do love the idea of their relationship. Mm-hmm. Like I really want them to be together and I want yeah. them to work, but I don't like I don't like where they stand right now or how they stand. I, there's just something off. Shaky. About, yeah, there's just something off about them, but I really want them to work out because I love the mm-hmm. idea. The idea of them being together is really cute and I love it, mm-hmm. but they're just not in a good place now. And it's it's I don't know, it's just off. Yeah. And I know that like Max is in a coma right now, but I feel like Max and Lucas are in a better place than Mike than Mike and Eleven are. Yeah, right now. I mean, I, I do think Mike and Eleven by the end of the season, we're at least doing better. I mean, like yeah, finally because thank God Will like had a conversation with him and kind mm-hmm. of told him you know what he what L needs. I think him being able to help her find the power to fight back then saying those kinds of things to her. I think that was good. So I yeah. hope maybe season five, things are cool. I mean, we'll see how, how it goes, but I'm just kind of tired oh, of the back and forth of Mike, not, yeah. not making her feel as loved as she should feel. Mm-hmm. So that scene in her bedroom, when she said, you don't love me anymore then why don't you say it? And then she went through all the letters that she saved. That was heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. Then he said, what? I say it all the time. I was like, I don't think you do. Mm-hmm ever and I'm, I feel fairly protective of Elle 
So, I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, 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 I would have to agree that I like the idea of them, but I don't like how he's making her feel right now. So that's upsetting me. And I think that's just part of like, you know, obviously there was a cliffhanger, many cliffhangers that take place. I think that was just their relationship was just mm-hmm. another aspect of being left unresolved in yeah. having resolved in season five. You know, so I'm, I'm hoping at least that's the case. You know, obviously, I mean, things are never going to end up perfect, but yeah, that yeah. might be one of the cliffhangers. You know, even though there was a little bit of resolution in the season four, Mike and Eleven's relationship, I think that they can even further that in season five. Yeah, I hope they continue to try to make their relationship better because I, I'm really rooting for them. I really yeah. want this to work. I don't mm-hmm. want it to be the rest of the no. series. I mean, there's another like. We talked about the Nate and not about Nancy and Mike and how they're kind of struggling to say I love you because of their family's relationship. I mean, we can see that play out with Nancy and Jonathan and Steve and that whole triangle. Like she just, it's like with her too, she has the same problem that Mike does that she struggles to be with someone who isn't an immediate grasp. And you watch Mike and Eleven separate a little bit more verbally mm-hmm. when she moved to California and you see obviously Jonathan and Nancy are not doing so hot. <laughs> I don't know where you all stand on all this. I am never really like, okay. Season one, obviously when Steve's being a jerk, I was rooting for Jonathan a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But once Jonathan and Nancy got together, it's like, I I know that the actors are dating real life. So there should be chemistry. Yeah. Oh. Um, So there should be chemistry. But there's not for me. I don't feel it. I don't feel like Mm -hmm. it's like once they got together, there was no, that's what I was saying. We never saw them. Even when they work together, I think we saw them wake up together one day, like getting ready for work. But like, we don't see any like loving moments between these two. And that's mm. that season in particular, was that season three? I think so. That was mm-hmm. like, they were the ones together the whole season. Yeah. Like it was them two in their little grouping. And it's like, we haven't seen any moments of any like love. We've seen way more this season with her and Steve and they're not even together. Yeah because i think with nancy and mike both i think they tend to gravitate towards the one who is the easiest to be with which oftentimes means into the same sort of things mm-hmm. not there's no fight there's no passion there's no anything it's just ease mm-hmm. sailing which is kind of like their parents yeah but i think what she's found is when she's with steve she wants that kind of nurturing passionate aspect and mm-hmm. I, I don't think Jonathan brings it because I don't think they want the same things. No, like I never understood why really Steve and Nancy broke up in season two, because at that Jonathan. point, Steve was like a good boyfriend. Like I don't, but what was the appeal of Jonathan? Because then after you got together, there was like nothing exciting in my opinion. So like, I never, I never saw it. That's mm-hmm. me. I'm team Stancy all the way. Like, but I, I've never seen I think it. her and Na- her, Nancy, her and Steve are a better fit because they're opposite enough to make their relationship work by being opposite sides of the same coin, but they also want the same things. They want to do the same things. They want the family life. They want the school. They want, they want the same thing, but they also are different enough to where they can call each other out on the crap and they can, it's healthier. It's better. Yeah. There's a reason I I mean, I thought by the end of the season, we were going to have Steve and Nancy, we're going to have their moment. But then John Um, and show back up. Yeah, I'm like, get out of here, you guys, you know, (laughs) like we almost had it. But then even still, like, you know, I mean, 
they lied to each other again you know Jonathan asked are they okay and she doesn't mention I mean there's no obviously things were rocky she knows she was feeling something for Steve in those moments even Mm -hmm. if you know she's not sure if she wants him you were feeling something enough that you guys might need to have a discussion and then Jonathan I mean you're just lying to what's the point of lying about this now yeah he even had she straight point blank asked him if he got his acceptance letter and he said nope not yet how long do you think you're gonna be able to keep this from her like she's gonna go to school and realize you're not there at some point you realize this i know that they explained why like they explained to their perspective you know people they were with that season like why they were lying to each other but still i was like okay i understand but also i don't like what's the whole point of any of this well where where is she going to i'm trying where is this school in question is it close to hawkins i don't remember what is it like where is this school that they're applying to e i just don't remember what it is or anything about it because my thought was when he's in california he says he doesn't want to leave you know will and 11 and his mom cool get it but now everyone's back in hawkins and your mom has hopper to take care of everybody Mm -hmm. so what's your excuse now jonathan jonathan will always find one because i think jonathan has no faith in himself and if he doesn't want to do this fine that's okay tell her that be honest with her I don't think Nancy's the kind of person that just because you don't want this exact same thing she wants, that that's just going to be the end of it. I think if you're honest with her and you express this, maybe you can make this work, but I don't think you can come back from this now. I mean, that was a, a blatant lie. Yeah. And I think all of that is just to show, I mean, I'm thinking, I mean, for, for me, my personal opinion is that, you know, obviously Steve and Nancy are going to get back together season five because they built that up the whole season four. Mm-hmm. And I think this one building block of why, Jonathan and Nancy aren't going to continue and how that's going to make a way mm-hmm. for Nancy to continue. It's just one more step in that direction. And I mean, that scene in the RV where he's talking about what he's always dreamed about. And he's like, we had six kids. I love Nancy's response and his response back to her. Like there's, it was, that was the most natural feeling relationship. Yeah. It was way more natural than any conversation. You liken that to the conversation in season three where um, she's talking about how she wants to pursue this story in the car with Jonathan and Jonathan's like kind of giving her a hard time that that felt so tense mm-hmm. but with Steve and Nancy in the RV it was so smooth and then I we have to bring up where Steve says oh if only I had experience <laughs> and points to the back where all the where all the kids are sitting back there the and kids. Eddie. <laughs> yeah yeah I mean that's just and I mean like we've seen all season two like if you take the moment when you know Steve jumps into the water gate mm-hmm. and like when they realize he gets pulled back down I mean Nancy in season four even, like this, yeah. this crazy, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I was like, um, <laughs> what did I say? I don't know. Um, but like, I mean, she doesn't even hesitate for, and I know it's Nancy and Nancy, I mean, maybe she wouldn't have hesitated for anyone because I think she's just brave and badass and whatever she is. Like, I mean, she didn't hesitate for a second. Like Eddie even told him, I mean, she just jumped straight in to rescue him. And mm-hmm. I think that's telling. I mean, like I said, I know it's Nancy and I think she would probably do that for anyone. Well, she probably but... would have had more of a conversation with the people around her before she mm-hmm. did it. If probably. it was anybody other than Steve. To be fair, I think she would have done the same thing if it were Jonathan because I think she's torn. She would have. Yes. And I mean, I don't think Jonathan's a bad guy. So no. I get it. I just he's think- He's not right for her. And she's not. She's not right for him either. No. no. Another thing I've noticed too, now that we're all talking about it, is that with- like Nancy is just so intense. <laughs> she is hardcore, and so is Jonathan. Steve, yes. And Steve, and so is Jonathan. But then with Steve, he's like so much lighter. Like you know, yes. he's fun. He's funny. He's 
you know, cracking jokes most of the time. Mm -hmm. And it's just a much better balance. Like with Nancy and Jonathan, I mean, they're both just so intense and it just- That would be so unhealthy. It doesn't make for a healthy relationship. No, I mean, because I think Jonathan needs that too. Because I mean, if you think Mm -hmm. about like, I mean, I know this isn't a romantic relationship, but if you see him with Argyle, like that was one of the fun things I liked about Argyle that he sort of like- Jonathan like loosened up a little and he kind of like let him have some fun which we've not seen Jonathan have any fun Mm -mm. until he got high which that was a hilarious (laughs) scene you know and I mean I loved it it was just nice (laughs) at the dinner table when they're talking about that (laughs) he's like wait what he has no idea what's going on around him I mean they tried to convince people that they weren't stoned (laughs) (laughs) and like Joyce it's just because her mind was elsewhere because I'm like Joyce, you were probably, you know, a, a kid in the in the sixties and seventies. You know what's going on. The looks on Murray's face as he watched them, though. <laughs> and you know, we see another dynamic with him and Eddie and Dustin because that's yeah, Steve's the mom of all those kids. But then you see mm-hmm. those three together, and it's a whole different dynamic, separate from yes. all the other kids. Yes. You see what what I love about Dustin is that you know Steve loves to say that he's always babysitting and he's always taking care of kids but really it's Dustin doing all the heavy lifting (laughs) the the way Dustin speaks to him sometimes like they all had flashlights and Steve was like where did everyone get the flashlights and Dustin was like you're not a child (laughs) the thing is though Steve loves Dustin I'm thinking he he cares for all the other children Mm -hmm. I mean he but he loves Dustin I mean I know this isn't season four but like Season three, when he comes into that and mm-hmm. scoops Ahoy or whatever, he's, he's so like, excited. You know, I mean, he's like so happy. Like he loves him. <laughs> I love that scene in season two, maybe season one. I think it was two when yeah, it was because it was when Billy beat the crap out of Steve. Mm-hmm. And then he wakes up in the car. He doesn't <laughs> like you're fine. <laughs> well, yeah, that's like, when Max is driving, just, which is yes. why he says Max can never drive the car again. Like, and so we see in this scene when he's like, they're like, who's gonna drive? Robin will drive. No, no I can't him. drive. And then Max's like, I'll drive. He's like, no, no. never you. Oh. Yeah, he coming out of it, and he's like, this is like, you did, you did great, buddy. You did so awesome. They're all like, he, he had his butt kicked. <laughs> again and I think I that's when I said in the chat I was like why does poor Steve have to get the crap beaten out of him even this season the bats did it choked almost to death twice choked to death almost twice yeah so okay I feel like it it happened in season one they were like oh it's great when Steve gets the crap beat out of him let's do it every Can we talk about what was okay. it? Was it the was it when he came in with a bat and he got the crack kick out on them? Right when he was trying to beat that thing up with everybody else, it beat him up. In which season? Season one. No, Jonathan beat the crap out of him. Oh yeah, that's one. right in the alley, <laughs> okay, which right. surprised me. Like <laughs> I didn't see that coming, but okay. When he walked sideways towards him, remember we were just <laughs> <laughs> he was getting prepped for that. You know, <laughs> season two was Billy. Who was it? Season three, the Russians. Oh, yeah. but he was all that one he didn't care because he was all high the whole time it was happening so like he didn't pay attention Steve to was what. high yeah remember yeah. they like, oh yeah that's right Steve and Rob were both high <laughs> and then who was Dustin and um Erica had to be in charge of them <laughs> which I know Again. we haven't I know we haven't, we haven't talked much about Erica yet but oh my god I just love how she is with absolutely everyone like she has no filter with anyone she is who she is you can't without. spell America without Erica. 
they both looked at each other and I was like well she's not she's, wrong even Dustin said that's right or that's that's not wrong <laughs> he was just like wait okay. did they say that in the show you can't spell America without America yeah, yeah, when they're trying to get her to like help them with like the Russians or whatever, because they need her to fit through that oh, little thing yeah. because no one else can. Oh, Dustin <laughs> and Steve and Eddie, you get that sweet moment with Dustin or not Dustin with Eddie and Steve. Mm-hmm. One Eddie's saying, you know, I suppose I was a little jealous of you, or well, did Steve say that to Eddie? I don't remember which way it went. I think Steve one of them said it the no. other way around, and then the other one agreed, like, well, that was me with you. <laughs> so yeah. they're both they fighting over Dustin. Dustin. Mm-hmm. Because Dustin cares so well for everybody. He just has his personality. Like, I want to be Dustin's friend. Yes. If Dustin Henderson was a real person, I would so fight to be his friend. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) And you just, to watch these two, uh, one who is a high school graduate and the other who is about, well, should have been a high school graduate, about to be a high school graduate, fight over this kid and want to be connected to this kid and watching. I mean, I think Dustin really took care of both of them. Mm Mm-hmm. But I that agree. that final scene where you get the true merit of who Dustin is and what he's willing to do for other people is the only scene I cried in the whole show. The only scene, and that's when Eddie, when Eddie yeah. stayed in the oh my gosh moment of silence. When Eddie, when Eddie, Eddie. stayed in the upside down, and oh, I love Eddie so much. This is a really hard scene for me. But when Dustin came back down, oh my gosh. Hey, we all feel it. We all feel it. <laughs> I felt. That, I mean, I, I saw it coming, and I, I knew it was going to happen. I knew when we talked about death, so I was like, it's going to be Eddie, and no one's going to be Eddie. But it was still, it was so much harder mm-hmm. than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And it wasn't about like the death scene itself. It's about the conversation that he had with Dustin, and just talking about like, you know, this is going to be my year, and like, I mean, all these like lines that he said that's just like, oh my god. When gosh, he said, I just... didn't run away this time. Oh I know. my gosh. <laughs> and I wanted him. I was like, you know what? It's okay. Run away this one I time. Know. I was like, just run, please <laughs> run, <laughs> Eddie. Like, if you run, everyone will forgive you. It's okay. But then again, if he. Re- I was also thankful that he didn't, you know, because if he he'd went back with Dustin, the bats would have came right back, and then Robin and Steve and Nancy would. You can't take away his heroic it, thing so. that he did. That no. her and even when Dustin was talking to his uncle afterwards, that heroic moment is what's going to define Eddie. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you right now, if they bring back any other dead character and it's not Eddie, I'm going to yeah. be real upset. The the only. If they bring back, like they can bring back any dead character. If they yeah. die in the upside down, whatever. I understand that Eddie actually died, whereas the other ones. But see, he's the one who died in the upside down. There, that, is that- there's a way. I think there's a way. Plus, also, here's something else, okay? And I'm just saying, I know we saw him die, but I'm, I'm reaching it all kind of, every straw I can get. Like, I'm just trying. <laughs> there is also an interview. And it's because my TikTok is full of nothing but Stranger Things and Eddie and all this. There's an interview with the Duffer brothers and it was after we saw like Steve got bit by the bats or whatever. Mm-hmm. And well, that was hard they, to watch. they actually said you cannot die from being bit by a demo bat. Like they said these words. Said I know words? that they did. It's somewhere because I've seen several people like comment on, I've not seen the interview myself, but I've seen so many people say this. Now I know that Eddie was sort of like, demo- I mean, like he got attacked way worse. I think they, he, they meant by, by a bite. I know. But, I'm just. I'm just saying. I'm. I'm grasping at every straw that I. Because I mean, you don't. Hold. You don't necessarily die from a shark bite either. But you die you know, if the shark devours you. That's true too. 
I'm just saying. I, I mean, they I know why I'm fighting this because I'm intrigued by this. They said these words and they said these words knowing they already knew that that's how Eddie was going to die. Like they've already written it. So like the fact that you say these words. Don't toy with us, Duffies. Exactly. I feel like, like they knew what was coming. So like, we're just going to drop this here. And then so when that happened, everybody gets that hope. But you know what? You know what I liked though was like we were talking earlier about like the the jockeys were not happy. They they um, for lack of a better word, <laughs> we were talking earlier about how you know the basketball team are just the biggest villains, one of the biggest villains, and that's saying a lot because it's Stranger Things. And you know he's going on talking, but yet you see like these characters, these heroes. Like I truly thought that Eddie lived out what he was saying before do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. I feel like that was Eddie living that out in that moment, you know, and the jocks over here trying to pretend they're the good guys and they're rallying the town and, you know, we're the basketball, yeah. we're gonna come, you know, win the championship and everybody's gonna be happy. But in reality, like they were doing the evil thing, you know, and I just, to see, I think that was so cool about Eddie's character because again like we we're saying earlier when he first comes up you're not like is this like gonna be a good guy is he not mm -hmm. gonna be a good guy but like to see all of that happen but you knew the the instant he was like cutting that sheet yeah. he was gonna go and that's yeah. when you see like, what he's made of you know yeah. and that's the most he really chose to overcome evil with good but when he's having that conversation like between him and dustin right after robin and steve have their conversation of i just have a bad feeling but we're gonna try anyway and then you see him he's like don't ever change and he got to say that because isn't that something that people when they graduate they put in the yearbooks like oh, don't yep. ever feel i feel like they gave him that moment of yeah you know he didn't graduate high school but all of the honors everything that counts in that he got you know he yeah. got his he got to say, yeah. hey, don't ever, he got to graduate mm -hmm. in a way that we wouldn't want to see him graduate, <laughs> but you yeah. just knew. So it just, it, it's tough, but honestly, I think I like, I like any theory that brings Eddie back in any way, like I'm for that. <laughs> so, you know, 100%. Do what you gotta do. Stranger things. So pretty what? much anything is possible. Well, I mean, look at, I mean, if we look at the end of season three, we all yep. thought i mean i know there's the end scene that still doesn't make sense to me by the way but right and so it happened we all we lost hopper for a second there and we i don't know about you all but i was distraught in that moment because hopper is probably my maybe third favorite mm -hmm. character i'd say he's in my top three he, he's i mean like he's up there okay he has been since the first season we got him back anything's yeah. possible and i'm so glad we did one of my favorite relationships is, well, I mean, the moment I was, I've been waiting for, for four seasons, finally happened. I mean, I have wanted Hopper and Joyce to be in love for so long and we got it finally. Finally. Like poor Bob, but I'm glad he got out of the uh, Hopper. I mean, <laughs> Bob had to die though, as sucky and terrible because I really like Bob and I, I suspect yeah. a lot of it is because Sean Astin is a big part of my childhood. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I really, really liked Bob. But Bob was a lovely have, guy. He, he did I, I have to die for a lot of things to result the way they did. Yeah, I love Bob because I love Sean Astin. I said, and I remember saying something to the chat. I said, oh, I love Bob. Oh, crap, he's going to die, isn't he? Mm -hmm. Oh, no. 
yeah of course and I didn't think anyone said anything but I was like yeah he's gonna die and he did it was gruesome it was gruesome I was that one was I, bad I it watched was... the same time knowing it was coming and I still couldn't watch it I was like oh god Joy just sat there watching it so they walked I think the I feel it Nile over Bob you know it's like Bob and like justice for Barb and then they're like justice for Bob <laughs> everybody said we should have known I mean their names are so similar but it was just it's hard to watch but I think the con I mean the fact that yeah it did make way for Joyce and Hopper I think that because they knew they were going to go that way that was the only way you can cope with losing Bob, mm -hmm. especially the way that he did. But we should have known the whole time because he was just like, you know, he was a red shirt. He was just this big cuddly character. Yeah. They set up that thing with Joyce and Hopper. So we should have known better, but it was just very hard. Yeah, David Harbour, I was reading an interview that he gave and he was saying that there's no way something as good as Bob could survive in a place like Hawkins. So you had to know he was going to die because Hawkins is so dumb. And I think like with Hopper, I still don't understand, like, did he, be, I don't understand how he came back. I think because it looks like he just fell off the railing and the Russians got him back. But when he fell off the railing, the U.S. military was all up in that place. Do you think the, they're going to let the Russians walk out with the prisoner? So I couldn't, I, I still don't understand. I mean, I'm thankful for it. And I'm yeah, not going mean, to think can't do it because I'm thankful for it. No, but I don't let it go. It. And let it go. Holy cow, does he look thin? He yeah, says he lost 90 thin. pounds. Wow. I mean, Ouch. but I love that, like, they, I mean, poor guy had to go through it to make this happen. He said he just didn't, they're like, what did it take? He's it, like, it just looked like a lot of not eating. <laughs> but it felt authentic. I mean, wow. so kudos to that. Well, talking about how much weight he lost, because I left out all the characters commented on it, like, every time they saw him, like, once he was back. And that scene with Joyce, when they're talking about Enzo's and all of that, and he's like, I'm going to order lasagna, maybe two lasagnas. And she's like, so you're thinking about that? And he's like, yeah, like, I know that's what I was, I'm like, woman, he hasn't been eating for, yep. like, months. Let him dream about his lasagna, okay? Mm -hmm. And plus, you know, he's got a daughter. So she, like, she <laughs> might be at the top of the list above you, Joyce. Yeah. <laughs> but I did love <laughs> the top. I mean, that just cements that those two are meant for each other by that interaction alone because she laughed really hard when he said that. Yeah. And, and I thought it was taking them way too long to finally kiss, anyways. Like, I'm like, can we please? I love like, that they finally started to kiss and the phone rang. <laughs> Hopper's reaction. <laughs> They're teasing us. They knew. They're just like this big tease. I mean, you know, you want that phone call, but it's like, <clears throat> you just give us a few minutes. Like, I mean, we just reunited, but you know. That felt like coming home for, I think, most of the fandom because we've watched this tension build and we watched Harper, Harper, Hopper watch her with Bob and you knew it tortured him. You watched him watch her not want to be with him. I mean, that when he was asking for advice about 11 and he's yeah. asking her on this date and clearly that's what he's doing and she doesn't pick up on it. So it's just, it's been hard to watch Hopper pine for her. And you know, you just knew in the depth of your soul that they were right for each other. Mm -hmm. So to have this happen was so great and it was so good. And it was just a sigh of relief, especially when they came back home. Mm -hmm. It was beautiful. That was a beautiful Absolutely. moment when they all came back home. Beautiful moment. And the other relationship Hopper had was surprisingly like with Enzo, Hopper and Enzo. I loved watching that relationship develop. Me too. Mm -hmm. And you see how well they got to know each other by when they're in the yard about to fight that thing. And I was yeah. so confused. Like, Hopper, what are you doing? Why are you antagonizing this man? But I, <laughs> I knew what weapon he was going to have in the end to kill the thing. Mm -hmm. 
So I didn't, I couldn't understand how this is going to help him, but he's talking about his son and hitting him where it hurts. And you can't hit somebody where it hurts unless you know them well. So it was just, that was, and I, Hopper's the reason I love Enzo, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think Hopper brought out his humanity. You know, when we have not talked about one character that I think we like really need to talk about, and that is one slash Henry slash Beckna. Isn't that what Robin wants to call? Yeah. I mean, like this character he's another one that I swear like if it wasn't for the portrayal of the person playing him he would not because he is a villain he is our darkest villain we've had yet yes absolutely but I love him and I think it's because of like just the portrayal of the actor and how well he plays this role and like just I mean you don't like him but you don't necessarily (laughs) want him to go away because like the portrayal of what he's bringing to the screen is just so entertaining Mm mm-hmm he so. is a villain for sure like the worst yeah. of the worst we've seen on this show but he's a, absolutely he's a good villain to watch like mm-hmm. he when we kept seeing his story like evolve I was like okay so these two people are one in the same and then I was like oh my gosh he has a third personality this is <laughs> it, that yeah it, it's just such a fun like villain to watch if that makes mm-hmm. sense like I don't yeah. I want like I need to see more Vecna just because right his storyline was so deep and so well thought out kudos to that actor because holy cow he's an amazing actor because (laughs) you know i've seen Jeanette's tiktoks that she sent and he is he seems like a really nice guy he's delightful yes yeah he's very delightful so the fact that he's playing such an insanely like villainous villain I know repetitive but like such a big villain I mean he's a crazy good actor if we can get him on here like mm. that would do oh, that would be fascinating to be able to talk to that guy I've loved Jamie Camelbauer for a long time I was gonna say I wonder how far in advance the Duffer Brothers had this character and storyline in I think mind they had it pretty well thought out mapped out I think like maybe from the beginning, like they're like, okay, yeah. we're starting the show and this is what's going to happen. And at this time, this character and this storyline, because it's just so like, you said, it's just so deep, mm-hmm. you know, and y- you start to see, oh my gosh, he's this, but it's almost like you don't see it right away. And you're like, wow, like I didn't think of that. And then I, I think you could, they were kind of hinting that he was one, mm-hmm. but I didn't get that he was Vecna until it was closer to him making that reveal. You know, and then once it got a little bit closer, then you're like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I just like they, they slowly peeled it back little by little. Yeah. I thought that was really awesome. My guess is the storyline has been like so intertwined, like from the very beginning, because like, I mean, I've seen, like I said, my TikTok's full. So this is all I see <laughs> when I go on there. But like, there's moments, like if you think back to season one and when there's something about like, there's like some kind of figure that you see behind Will before he's taken and I know it's supposed to be the Demogorgon, but it doesn't really, it looks more like Vecna. Um, and then there's also, if you notice, like there are moments that when Will is able to come back, it's when he's like, I think he keeps thinking about that, you know, um, should That's I stay song. or should I go song that, you know, him mm. and so like all of these things are already there, not to mention the mind flayer looks like a, you know, a spider. This is kind of the thing that like they bring, I don't know. I mean, all of it is just so... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's and, really cool if they've had this planned this long. I'm pretty You're sure right. they I did. Will made that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because of the that story that's this, we have, what's neat about this show is that every year 
every season we have and it's it feels like a new big bad but it's the same story carried over but mm-hmm. they have to reinvent it they have to add it in a different way so to have something that's this intensely intertwined i would think that it has to be at least loosely mapped out mm-hmm. at least loosely if not i mean they're the most amazing people on the planet yeah. come up with this on the fly <laughs> at the end of every season Which i think both may be true yeah yeah but i think Absolutely. I had the advantage, well, I don't know if it's an advantage or disadvantage, of knowing Jamie Campbell-Bauer was Vecna. Mm -hmm. I didn't think he was going to appear in human form. I thought he was just playing in the suit of Vecna. Yeah. Because I happened to see a stupid TikTok where he talked about how long he was in the makeup. I know it was an interview. Yeah, it was a TikTok of an interview. And he had said that um, they asked him about going to the bathroom. He's like, yeah, it was like a four-hour process and I had this long hand. So my man had to help me go to the bathroom. I had to go to the bathroom. I can't use these long nails. So I knew he was Vecna, but I just thought he was going to be that guy. Mm-hmm. So when he appeared as Jamie Campbell Bauer in the, oh, you know, or whatever I went, oh, and Dave was like, what? 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 Like, I don't think I can tell you yet. <laughs> and yeah. that whole time I was so deeply enthralled of I cannot wait to see how they unfold how mm-hmm. he became that because wow. I knew that was the connection there because I already knew that that's who he was. And well, like I, I said, I've loved Jamie Campbell for a while. So I know who he was when he walked in the screen. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I guess, I mean, I feel like I kind of was figuring that out because I just kind of like, I don't know, the reveal part of like Henry being mm-hmm. in this was just like mind blowing because the whole time I'm like, why is Vegna telling Nancy this story? I was so confused. I know. And I still don't like, know why Nancy oh. was chosen to be the one to be told the story. Yeah, but it was because she had already talked. Well, she had already talked to Victor Creel, so she That's already true. knew this story about his family. Mm-hmm. So she was the one that he shared that with. So I was like, "This is pretty cool." I don't know. That it was. It was really well done. I mean, I did. There were some things I did figure out, but the biggest things I didn't figure out until it was revealed when they wanted it revealed. Yeah. But like when um with the chip that L he had L remove, I figured that one out. I was like, "No, no, 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 no." <laughs> Yeah. Some reason. But when he started talking about one, I kind of assumed he was one. And mm-hmm. so like, but those are just right. tiny things. That, I think they left it the way they did because they wanted to see if people could figure it out from there and it wasn't a big deal. But mm-hmm. this yeah. show is so well done that you didn't figure out the big things until they wanted you to figure out the big things. Yeah. And I think it's same with Dr. Brenner. Mm-hmm. I I only knew he was alive because I was started watching for the very first time the week before season four the second half came out wow so i happened to catch the time i was so mad i found this out but i actually went to play an episode and it went right from season four and it was about him the title of the episode was him somehow like I, okay so how is he alive then so the when he died i was like nope not dead he's not dead <laughs> Well, if it helps, though, like I have to say, because it took so long to get season four, mm-hmm. I didn't, we made the mistake of we did not go back and watch the other three before we started it. We had to then stop and kind of like, David's like, hold on, I got to Google something. Cause like we were so like, I don't remember what happened. Yeah. So when Brenner popped up, I was like, did he die? I don't remember if he died. And even like <laughs> Sam, I was just like, wait who was he like it was like all of these things like I almost didn't remember these people so I was like when I went back for my rewatch I was like okay they were a way bigger character than like I remembered here <laughs> and of See, course I, I think, you know at the end of season two they does they does say when she goes to visit her sister eight is uh-huh. he not dead is he really dead so I mean they kind of planted that doubt but sorry go ahead Eve I just didn't remember that part <laughs> See, I binged all four seasons and still I didn't 
remember, I didn't remember Sam, like him. I didn't remember. I was like, I, I thought he was new, but then they were talking about him like he wasn't. So I was like, who the heck is this guy? But like I said, I just did a rewatch. Like I'm telling you right after I finished watching, I think a few days later, I was like, I'm going to go back and rewatch. Well, I think it's because he was involved with Will. So then seeing him with Elle, it felt out of place. And because I was a little confused too. I was like, wait a minute. Well, that's because he helped Hopper with Elle. Yeah. So yeah, but we didn't realize that, I don't think, you know, and so like, I I did, but only because I'm a big Paul Reiser fan. So (laughs) well, I I was very aware of him. (laughs) I honestly didn't realize that was him when I first watched it because he looks so much. I hadn't seen him since his days on like My Two Dads, guys. Like, I don't remember this. I don't remember him on My Two Dads. I I remember from Mad About You. That too. Wasn't he the guy? He's in My Two Dads too, right? I don't know. I've never seen that show, I don't think. Have you not? That's a really good like 80s show. I feel like I, I thought you would have known that one. I know of the show. I've just never seen it. Oh, Speaking of, did you guys see the meme where it's Dustin, Eddie, and Steve, and it's like yes. my two dads? Oh, <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> and they implanted their faces on it. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Like that was like, I think that's probably one of my favorite, at least season four memes. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was kind of a weird dynamic with Brenner and Sam because then you kind of think, so was Sam helping him all this time when he was supposed to be dead? Was he feeding information to Brenner when he was Maybe. helping Will? Yeah. So that was kind of like, because it was, I was trying to figure out the dynamic between Brenner and Sam when they were working together, because obviously Brenner doesn't give two craps about Sam. Yeah. Because he handcuffed him to a pipe and then convinced Eleven that, you know, I've had people kill him in a second. You know, for a while, I was a little confused about that storyline like I got what was going on, but I was confused about, I was like, are we rooting for Sam? Are we rooting yeah. for Dr. Brenner? Are we not rooting for either one of them or both? Of, like, I was very confused the whole time. Like if we were supposed to like them or I, not. I think you even stay confused. I mean, I think Sam, you decide he, he's a good guy, like cool. Mm-hmm. Brenner, I think you stay confused because in his last moments, he has a tiny bit of redemption. And so it's like, I think in his own weird, like way, he, he did love and care for Elle. He just, I think he released the collar because he didn't want anyone else. If it wasn't him to have control over her. I don't know. I got it. I, I think there was some sort of love and affection there. It's just in a very strange way of showing it. Um, I think he's just a very controlling individual. But I do think, I mean, especially out of all of them, I think he cared for her more than any of the rest of them. But I don't know. Still not a good guy. I'm totally okay with him being one of the ones that died. I mean, so much of who Elle is and who she became is because of him. So it's hard to kind of separate those two. I mean, you watch Elle blew Henry into the upside down. I mean, she was up in the air and she had things being broken. Her eyes are starting to be pulled out. And she still, after all that, managed to blow him into the upside down. Mm-hmm. yeah that's intense yeah i think she was always been the most powerful of all of them mm-hmm. so definitely maybe one of the others wouldn't have had that but she did and i think that's why the story is around 11 and not you know around yeah. anyone in their kids you know she and just- i mean you see that parallel from when she's in the asylum and those boys beat the crap mm-hmm. out of her because she showed them up and then yeah. while that's happening in her memories she's also experiencing that in real life these kids who are beating her up or physically and verbally assaulting her because of who she is. Mm -hmm. So it's been her whole life. So to see her background that clearly and see it so, so represented in the current time is sort of devastating. Yeah. This is what she's known. 
this is what her life has been. And it, so just getting her background, I think was a crucial point that was, has been missing this whole time. So I feel like season five is really able to wrap it up because we've, we've gotten her background in season four. Absolutely. It's like you get another layer and another layer every season. Mm-hmm. So, and I think it's going to help towards resolution. You know, they've, they've learned a lot and I'm assuming that they're finally going to find some sort of resolution, you know, to the big, big bag. Cause we're not going to be able to see the story progress anymore after season yeah. five. But, you know, I think we're, she's probably going to have that resolution too. She's going to be able to either like put that behind her or, you know, learn how to cope with it so that she can move forward and not be stuck in that same mm-hmm. place that she's been when she was, you know, with the other kids or when she was in mm-hmm. California, you know, and that yeah. in and of itself helps her, helps her fight the big bad and, and appreciate the family she has now, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, speaking of next season, seeing everything play out, I definitely think we're, it's going to, it has to continue because every single season has been a continuation Mm -hmm. of what happened in the season before, but yet still a new plot line. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's pretty interesting how they tie all the seasons in together because I remember when I first started watching, I asked like, is it a brand new storyline each season, but with the same characters mm-hmm. and everyone was like yeah no kind of I was like everyone yeah. can make their minds but then I watched it I was like I get it now it's like an onion and each season you peel it back and I think I kind of mentioned something like that earlier but it's like you love your onion like an ogre the onions <laughs> can you tell I maybe I'm just hungry I don't know I had a good dinner <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but you feel it back like season one because you're introduced, you know, to this new storyline, these characters, and it feels like just this really cozy, really well made like a sci-fi movie, but it's not; it's a series, you know. And we have no idea how deep it's gonna go when it gets started. Like we were talking about earlier, they probably did map it out from the beginning. It's not just mm-hmm. uh, starts. Here's the big bad. The movie ended. We're done. Yeah. You know, that was just like the first layer. You know you peel that back and you see a little bit deeper like I like how you were saying Eve that you weren't sure if it's like a new storyline the next season because you're thinking okay we fought the monster and we won and you're like how can you even continue and then they find a way like nope there's there's more (laughs) you know but wait there's more and you can find how that storyline continues because in a way they are moving on to something else but they're still tying what happened before into that Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, something new happened. So it's like, oh, it almost like cause to effect, you know, it's like, here's one thing. And okay, now that gives way to this. And you know, we're introduced to like the mind flare. And it's the same evil coming, you know, and if you're fighting it, okay, we can breathe now. And then here comes season three, you know, okay. And then you're realizing that it's just the same struggle between Hawkins and the Upside Down, Hawkins and the Upside Down, and it's just different ways of that seeping through and just different battles, you know, you're thinking it's just like one war that you're winning, but like each season is like a different battle of the same ongoing war. You're just seeing different aspects of it. And I think every season got progressively better. I think I was talking to my husband about how I heard season two and three were a little bit boring, but four was better, you know, all that stuff. And my husband was like, are you insane? <laughs> no, they've all been good. They just keep getting better. And I think I would, I think I would agree with that because I actually really enjoyed season two and mm-hmm. 
I enjoyed season three even more. I didn't like that seasons four because I I liked that the first three weren't so much horror, but were more like sci-fi thriller mysteries. I like that. I don't like the fearful horror stuff. And that's, it feels like that's more of what season four is, which surprised me that I liked it so much. But (laughs) the reasons I liked it so much were Eddie, Steve, Dustin, Hopper. It's the characters that I've grown to love and have felt so connected to that I got to watch experience different things and be silly and goofy that made it, it balanced it. Mm -hmm. And I think this was, while this was the, it's odd because this is the darkest season I think we've had so far, the scariest season we've had so far, also the funniest season we've had so far. Yeah. And I think we had to balance it. Mm -hmm. For me though, because I'm the horror fan, I loved that this was more of a horror. I don't really like sci-fi. I love Stranger Things, but it took me a while to decide to even try to watch the show because I was like, I'm not really into sci-fi. I'm not into all that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, I love horror movies. So I kind of hope that season five is also a horror type <laughs> genre. Well, I mean, we know Vecna is going to be there. So yeah. But it's I felt yeah. to that. I think I'm the one that told you. And I, I still will, even in my rewatch, I'm trying to think um yeah I think season two was probably my least favorite of the four I don't know I think four is my favorite I think it's the best season that we've had by far like I mean it's kept me like on the edge and I mean part of this you know I mean I've rewatched it though since then I will admit that when I watched two and three both times I was still dealing with a child that never slept and so a lot of times when my husband and I would put these on I would already be so exhausted <laughs> that I would fall asleep and I thought maybe it was just because it was kind of boring maybe it wasn't maybe it was just me that I was sleep deprived um because but even still re-watching I think like I don't know how you all would rankle but I think I would rank season four season one three and then two is how I think I would do it but it's kind of hard I, I I don't know I'd have to like really stop and think about like which one I want to rank it in because yeah. I mean each season has like their, their highlights and has their moments of mm, mm-hmm. you know I think it just depends on where you're at um you know each one has their own feel you know yeah. as you move along but like like you were saying you were more into horror so like this one's mm-hmm. definitely for you and yeah. me my my appeal to it like i'm a huge huge sci-fi fan so like josh discovered it first and he's like you have to watch the show it's like because it was like the 80s and so you had all that nostalgia and it was like you know et and yeah. you know like there should have been a delorean there somewhere you know and yeah. but it was sci-fi it was like this really cozy sci-fi show you know, and then like we said, this episode did just get really dark. I mean, this season was really mm-hmm. dark and really gory. And I think it just kind of like lent itself, you know, maybe to a broader audience. I think they were like thinking the kids are older, they're more mature. Mm-hmm. So like they mature the storyline a little bit, yeah. you know, facing a darker evil now, which probably is the same evil they've been facing. They're just facing it in a darker way. Yeah. And it's in the climax too, because now we know season five is the end, which is, I can't even think about that. But, you know, they have to get you to that big climax so they can get that big resolution. It, it's, I, I hope it comes out at Halloween because like every season kind of lends itself. Even I think season two was the one that came out actually at Halloween. And they, was, had like the yeah. and they went trick-or-treating and all of that was just so cozy and fun. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens in season five. By the way, that's the only reason why I could cope with Eddie because I'm thinking if we only get one more season, we were going to ha- have him beyond that season anyway. So <laughs> <True>. <laughs> the only thing that's getting me through other than that, like if this season was going to go on forever, 
it, I just, I wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> well, and I think that's why for me, because I'm the Steve girl over here, I think three stands out more than two because that's the time when we get like Steve and Robin and Robin's mm-hmm. like probably my, she's my favorite girl in the show for sure. I yeah. adore Robin. It's where we meet her. So that season's got to be up there. And then, you know, Steve's interaction with Robin and then his interaction with Dustin because mm-hmm. it's them and then the Max time. and L too at the same time. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, I don't know how I would rank them. I don't know. I know four is number one, but the rest of them get a fuzzy. So. Yeah. I'm, I kind of want all of them to be number one. I feel like they're all sort of equal for me, but if, if a gun was held in my head, I would choose four as number one. Yeah. I know they may have to shoot me if I like have to pick rank the other ones because I would struggle, but four is number one. And I think it came together pretty well. I mm-hmm. think, I think the other reason I like four so much is because of the intricacy of this story and how deep seated this storyline goes. Yeah. yeah. And I think it was, I think they tied it together and it wasn't like it did. Yeah. It ended on kind of a cliffhanger, but they still wrapped up a certain part. Mm-hmm. So that it's not like you're desperately thinking, oh no, what's, what's I have to wait to find out what happened. No, yeah. we know what happened. It's just what's going to happen that we're uncertain of. And so yeah. I think they, I think it came together really, really well. I and just, we, I'm not ready for it to end. <laughs> and we do get one more season. So let's talk what we know so far. And what we know so far is obviously Vecna is not gone. No. We no. know that he's going to be back. I kind of hope we get more of Henry because I love Jamie Cameron Power. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just fun. He's just dynamic mm-hmm. to watch on screen. So I hope we get more of that. Uh, we do know, I read an article where the Duffy brothers said that season five is going to start off already in the middle of action. So mm-hmm. it should move a little faster as opposed to the other ones where we get this build up and we're starting to figure out what's going on. We're going to be in the thick of it when it starts, mm-hmm. according to that article. Um, so Which we know. It's kind of a bummer for me because that initial like setting stuff up is where I feel like we get a lot of our funny scenes and like what I'm thinking is what I think what they meant because when we end season four we see her standing on the hill looking at it so I think what we're going to start in season five is then continuing on right into go fight yeah yeah I don't think we're going to miss anything per se I think it's just going to continue right through yeah yeah because it's not like what are they going to do just go home and just you know watch read a book start the next scene yeah like they gotta yeah. you gotta kind of get yeah. up from there there's no there's no transition spot and i don't know if this is what happens in there but it's in my head that the last thing we see of l is a, almost like a deep sigh i don't know if that's <laughs> accurate i don't know if i just put that in there on my own or if she really just looked at the cloud and was like <sighs> really? i mean the girl wants just a minute to like breathe and like take a rest yeah i'm just so curious to see how they're going to resolve everything because you've had this battle between the upside down Mm -hmm. and our world you know what i mean obviously common sense would lead you to believe oh they finally you know vanquish vecna and you know the whole nine yards but like how are they going to do all of that like it's got to be 11 somehow but i don't think i think the trick is that i don't think it's going to be 11 on her own i think 11 is going to need every single people in her posse to do their part and they're going to do it because that's what they do well and i think too that they talked in season four about how um vecna was the general for the smoke monsters army Uh, it's other way around yeah yeah he controlled the mind flayer like mm-hmm. he was kind of he was the one that was controlling all yeah. of these yeah. evils yeah he attached himself to you and that's was why they was able to have that connection between the upside down and the real world because vecna had that connection between mm-hmm. the two so 
we know that that's what that's something that's going to play into next season somehow because we know that he's the one who controls everything. He told Eleven, "You haven't won yet," mm-hmm. but obviously Eleven's like, "Yes, I did," and <laughs> so that and I think that Max somehow is going to be pivotal to season five. I think. Yeah. So too, I think the fact that yeah. Eleven went looking for her and couldn't find her, I think that's not saying anything one way or the other. Oh yeah, because it was when she was in the hospital bed sitting right next to her, right? Yeah, because she, when she got to town, she didn't know what had happened to Max. So I don't know if she lost, just lost the connection whenever she died for that moment. Maybe she didn't want anybody else to know her involvement in that moment. Yeah, but Elle's not exactly a good liar. So like, I can't imagine her. Friends don't lie. Friends don't lie. No one's asking her though. She wouldn't tell them. But she almost played like what happened. I don't know. I took it as, I can't imagine like Elle like playing it off like that. Like, I think she really didn't didn't know know exactly what happened. Because I don't I think, think so. she she said no and went to her. But I mean, Elle's never brought anyone back from the dead before. She right. didn't know what she's doing. She didn't know if that was going to work. Right. But I think somehow Max's life is tied to Elle's now. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And maybe yeah. that's why she couldn't remember the incident. Because wherever Max is, the awareness of that situation is... Well, Eleven's awareness of that situation is there too. You know, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, maybe. Because I think they're going to somehow find Max. She had trouble finding Max the first time. She's mm-hmm. probably there somewhere, you know, and that's going to be something climactic mm-hmm. that happens in season five. Well, I, think I, her- I don't know where I saw this or whatever, but I mean, since, you know, Max essentially has no brain activity. What if like, I mean, because we know Beckman's not dead. I mean, he did, wasn't able to take her full body and kill her, but what if somehow he has like, her mind is like attached to him somehow. And this is why she's like brain dead because maybe somehow it's still with him or something. I don't know. Oh, that makes sense yeah mm-hmm. i don't they, know i mean this is just i have no idea well she was able to come back to herself though and talk to lucas before she died for that moment but maybe so then when that, she died he was able to i don't know i feel like it's got to be tied to vecna somehow and it because is yeah because i mean her death opened up hawkins to the upside down so it has to be tied to him somehow and her brain or her her mind her soul being with him kind of makes it an easy way i think to get it back mm-hmm. once they like get to him i don't know what if 11 accidentally sent her That's there what i was just thinking becna and so they don't literally show what happens she's just like no and she does her thing what if that accidentally sends max to the upside down the way she sent vecna mm-hmm. you know Could be. part of Could it be. So retrieving max from the upside down Could, yeah because vecna had um weird desire for max too mm-hmm. the way yeah. he hunted her and the way he talked to her was a little more intense and a little more in depth than what he did with chrissy and that one kid and the other kid and it's probably the connection yeah. to 11 right it wasn't mm-hmm. just any person it was 11's friend and he has a yep. history of 11 so maybe that's why and he even told nancy tell 11 i'm coming for her mm-hmm. yeah. so if, if he can attack that way and i think max is the only one who conjured vecna pretty much or taunted mm-hmm. him to come get her mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's that too. And they the fact that they figured out how he worked. And so I think I think she's gonna be a big key. Yeah. I think so too. But I don't think we can make any assumptions of like we can have predictions yeah. of I think this is gonna be involved and this is gonna be involved. <laughs> I don't think we can make any predictions beyond that because oh. who could have predicted anything that's happened so far? No. They definitely left it in a spot where really anything could happen. <laughs> which I don't like, but at the same time I do. Like I have to know what happens, but 
glad that there are just so many different possibilities. Yeah. One thing I, I do think, and I mean, it has to do with like what we were talking about earlier about Josh's theory. We made a point to mention that the upside down is in 1983. Mm-hmm. I feel like that has to come back. Um, otherwise, I mean, was the only point of that so that Nancy didn't have her gun? I mean, I feel like yeah. there has to be more to it than that. So maybe there is a way. I hope that this is a way that maybe all the people that have been taken by Vecna or, you know, the upside, like, you know, the mind flare at the time we thought, which now we kind of know is Vecna, basically. Maybe all of those people still have a way. I mean, I think probably Bob is the only one. Bob and Alexi, I guess, are the only two that weren't killed by like well, Vecna. I think, well, wasn't wasn't he um, devoured by? Uh, well, wasn't the, was it the Demi Gorgon? Yeah, but it was done in. I don't know. I guess maybe if there was, but he, know, he was on this side. He was in a lab. Yeah, it was on this side. So I mean, I think he died in like on our side but like if you think about you know everyone this season Chrissy Eddie you know Eddie was in the upside down Chrissy was taken by Vecna even going as far as to say Billy Billy was possessed basically by Vecna when he was killed now I know he died on the other side too um I know I'm like the only Billy fan probably and I'm not I like like Billy because I like the actor now well here's my thing and I'm gonna go ahead and just I'm gonna explain my Billy love because I feel like I need to do this real quick he redeemed himself at the end he did and I think he had such potential for a redemption arc mm-hmm. um especially since I mean I know he's a racist and that part's really hard to get over because that's disgusting but it was also sort of a product of like his, his father, father and, and like the way he was raised and just seeing obviously he was a sweet little boy with his mom and all of this that I feel like I don't know I feel and he sacrificed himself for Max I feel like he had potential mm-hmm and maybe Billy, st- I mean, who knows? He was possessed by him. Maybe he could still be over there somehow. This is really far-fetched. And he could somehow like save Max if her mind is trapped over there, right? They focused very heavily on their relationship this season, mm-hmm. which we had never yeah. done before. Very true. I feel, I feel like they have to use the fact that they essentially went back to the past when mm-hmm. um, they went through Watergate. Yes. So- there has to be a reason for that that they have to either be using that to help them battle whatever evil is well i mean 1983 is when that gate opened Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's why it's stuck in 1983 because that's when Vecna stopped working on that world and started working above so maybe like and i think that's josh's theory right that if somehow we defeat the upside down in 1983 that hawkins will go back to 1983 everything that happened post 1983 is going to go back and be undone which i like and i don't like because then that's also sort of a waste of the whole i don't i'm torn on that theory um i like it in the fact that we might get some of our favorite characters a second chance but like i want them all to go back to that 1983 with the knowledge that they have because like I need Nancy to not be the person that she was back then. I need her to be the Nancy that she is now and, and Steve the same way. So that would be a cool ending to end up right back where we started. <laughs> oh no. Like, it, would be, it would be cool, but I'd be really sad because then I'd be like, oh, well, Steve is just back to that character that I well, hated at the beginning of the no, season. No, because they would all have that knowledge. As long if as they, they all have that ended knowledge. where they started, but they were well, altered. Yeah. Yeah, I think if they all ended in 1983, yes, with all the knowledge of everything that's happened, so it's like, okay, I've lived this life, but now I'm living that life. I think that would be really poetic, and I think yeah, that, would be that really- I would 
I would really love that. There's also the whole theory. A clean slate with wisdom, you know? Yeah. Have you all seen the theory too, where it's just one like big Dungeons and Dragons game? Yeah, you have seen that. Yeah. I'm gonna be mad I if that's what that. it is. I will be yeah. so upset. Yeah, that's not a good one. At the I end do- of it, like it's present day, it's like 2022, and they're all like, you know, present day. And that was the end of the game. That was the longest match we've ever had. <laughs> right? I love and it's scene, just those four guys. That scene in season one where Dustin is talking about the demigorgon, and he's he's saying, or the mind player, whatever he's talking about in the mm-hmm. kitchen of the buyers, and he's telling them how it works. I'm like, well, how do we attack it? And he's like, I don't know, man. This is all fictional. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's just funny. I mean, I guess it's all possible because everything they've given a name yeah. to has been something that's been in the Dungeons and Dragons game. If that's brought back at the very final scene of season five, and it's just Dustin breaking that third wall and saying, I don't know, man, it's all fictional. I would just, I would be satisfied. Yeah. I wouldn't I honestly, be satisfied, but it would make me laugh. I don't think I'm going to be disappointed with how the show is. Oh. I don't, whatever they're going to do, I think is going to be amazing. I mean, they have a good track record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Anything so, um, else anybody wants to say about what they think is to come? Come or, I mean, I just want Eddie back. That's, that's just yeah. want Eddie back. I need Eddie. To, I need Eddie to come back because yeah. him, Dustin, and uh, Steve, we just did not get enough of that. So take a moment more. to imagine the looks on Dustin and Steve's face if Eddie comes walking up to them. Yeah, yeah. That. that is what we need. And if the 1983 theory happens, then maybe they can walk up to him when he, probably when he's actually supposed to be graduating, actually help him graduate. Oh, <laughs> oh that would be so sweet. Mm-hmm. Put everything right together. Oh, that would be. Maureen's going to cry again. <laughs> this is a really rough podcast for Maureen. Maureen oh, Maddie, you so much. So emotional. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I didn't cry at all. Did we ever, until did we ever get, if we ever get to interview Joseph Quinn, I'm gonna have to like tell him to go watch this episode and see how emotional you are over him. Or I'm just gonna bring it up when we're talking to him. Talk, he's emotional. If we interview him, do you not talk about his death? I think we have oh. to. <laughs> we put but you can excuse Maureen and then talk about it and then she can come back on. <laughs> <laughs> Marina is too sensitive to hear the subject matter, Joseph. She will be back in a few moments. Oh. <laughs> okay. I can't believe okay? I'm crying over just him coming back. That's. You, you okay? I, okay? I, I, you, I, I can believe it. I can believe it. <laughs> I can believe it. I just watched all three Pitch Perfects the other day. So. Just... <laughs> all right. So, is there anything else we want to say about these characters or what's to come? I mean, none of us really have a clue but no fun to think mostly because i'm real sad it's over right now and i have to wait more so i'm i miss because every night for like a week my husband binge watches slow every night for like a week or two that stranger things theme song i loved hearing it and i don't hear it anymore and it makes me sad sorry just watch it again i don't know that i can do that either you don't have to wait on him you could fly through it in no time have you seen me sob over eddie I don't think I have emotional capacity to do that again. Just listen to the soundtrack on repeat. You'll be That's okay. It. I was in my doctor's office today and I was singing Kate Bush. And Dave was like, ah! what's that? I'm like, are you serious? What do you mean, what's that? It's only the main song they played over the last three seasons of Stranger Things. <laughs> that one and the never ending story are like the two main songs. 
I love that they put that in there, that it's one of my favorite things. <laughs> Susie, we didn't talk about Susie this episode. That's okay, though. Oh, maybe we'll talk about her next time. Her family was crazy. Yes. Yeah. I, I was very confused. Out. I was and then we didn't talk about Eden. I liked that. I liked her. Are we doing a, a, t- a character episode or something like that? Like the top 10 characters? Top 10 like is next. Yeah. Honorable mentions or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we have to do that. Make it honorable. Okay, so that is that wraps up our. I know this is going to be a long episode for you guys to listen to, but if you are Stranger Things fans, I mean, you're not going to mind. These are these are things you have to understand. We needed to talk about this stuff. <laughs> we need to get it out of our system, <laughs> and it's has not left me satisfied at all. Like, <laughs> talk for like. I just feel like hour. I need more. If so, I wasn't sleepy, you could keep going. <laughs> So there is going to be another Stranger Things episode coming out this season. By the way, we are in our season three. So you will find another Stranger Things episode coming out soon. That's about our characters. Our next episode is going to be on the Vampire Diaries and Originals characters. We're going to do a character discussion on them. So stay tuned for that on Wednesday. And again, if you did not remember from the, I don't know, probably two hours ago when we mentioned it in the first place, (laughs) we have a Stranger Things group on Facebook. So it's Stranger Things Hawkins Family Fan Club. Come over and join that talk to us about your theories are the things you notice we have eve here who is watching that she said it was much easier because to rewatch because she understood things so is did any of you do that and notice little things that we didn't notice or that you know you don't think anybody else did talk to us in our stranger things group about that we want to hear about it and we'll see you in a week or in a couple days whichever comes first bye guys Bye. bye loving our content subscribe to our youtube channel and don't forget to share our podcast with your family and friends we want to continue the conversation with you. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok under Fandom Family Chats, or one of our ever-growing Facebook groups by searching Family Fan Club. We've also launched a website, Family Fan Club 2021 at Wixsite.com. You can email us there and keep checking it for announcements and merch coming soon. And of course, be sure to tune in every week for new episodes discussing all your favorite shows.